Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three on a Tuesday, two days away from the NFL draft. A lot of stuff going on. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, a big part of today. Rockets fans, you got a new coach, Ime Udoka. Apparently going to be the new coach of the Rockets. Will he and the Rockets get Wimbenyama? We're going to find that out in May. Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and he picks out a beat for us to start every third hour. What we got today, Zay? All about the Benjamins. Instrumental. This is Biggie's verse. So on this song, there's two different beats. Mm-hmm. Diddy's on this song. Lil' Kim. Uh, the Locks. Jada Kiss. Styles P. Sheik Luke. And then the beat will switch to this. And Biggie will start rapping. So we so, can call this a Biggie beat? This is a Biggie beat. The Biggie beat. Yeah, the Biggie beat. There you go. There you go. Um, he kind of deserve. He deserves that. That respect, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right, so uh, good beat to start the hour as always, and there's a lot out there today. Let's start with a couple of NFL notes. First off, Will Levis, the quarterback from, from Kentucky, the odds for him to be the number one pick changed from 40-1 to one to 4-1 to one today on DraftKings. Also, there was movement at the Caesar Sportsbook and FanDuel. The reason, an, an anonymous uh, post that went out on Reddit claiming that, quote, he was telling friends and family Carolina will in fact take him on Thursday, end quote. Wow. So just that kind of thing, Zay, made some betters. Put money on Will Levis at number one. Take that for what it's worth. I've definitely, we talked earlier, I've heard the Colts really like Will Levis. I had not heard that Carolina was ready to take Will Levis. You talk about a shakeup in the draft. Because if the Texans really love Bryce Young, if Carolina took Will Levis, how fast would the Texans get up there to take Bryce Young? For real. And, you know, you think about Bryce Young and why they would be off on him. I mean, he was hurt this past season with Alabama. You think of his stature, his size. that size. I know it was big that he went over 200 at the Combine. But still, going to the National Football League, I'm going to be interested when he takes that shot. We know Bryce Young, he's a very smart player. I think that's his best attribute, his knowledge for the game. Just, you know, you go look at his highlights, him just moving around in the pocket and still being able to look up down the field and make plays for his team. But those guys, those defenders in the league, they're so much faster, they're so much quicker will he be able to still do that and i get some people having question marks on that thing yeah no doubt how does he compare size wise to like rg3 when rg3 was coming he was like six two yeah right? so he's he's even shorter than that yeah yeah i always just when i think of a guy that put himself into some weird situations and and got banged up rg3 man he just he would just one of those things where you're like, get out of bounds, get out. Oh, no. He just put himself in a lot of trouble. But you're right. Young does a better job of that. So there's something to keep in mind maybe at the top of the draft. The other thing we've been talking about is C.J. Stroud, number two, the Texans and all that. 
still more and more stuff saying the Texans are not going to take Stroud or any other quarterback, that they may go defense at two or listen to trade talk. Zay, this cognitive test thing continues to be a discussion, and one of these cognitive test guys was on with Pat McAfee recently. Is that right? Yep, that's okay. right. So Brandon Alley, he's the co-founder of the S2 Cognition Test, and he went on with Pat McAvee to discuss what's been going on about the leak numbers put out. We talked about it yesterday mm-hmm. that – you know, on this S2 test, there's been leaks of CJ Strout scoring an 18 percentile, <sighs> which yep. is bogus. So listen to Ali talk about it with Pat McAvee yesterday. The Stroud one was being used against him. And I know yeah. that that is not what you guys wanted at all. Where do the leaks come from, you think? Are the leaks accurate? And what should we take from that particular leak? Yeah, so I will say from the outset here that, um, yeah, the day that that happened, that those leaks happened, my phone was blowing up from general managers um, and, and, and our attorney. And so we can't speak on specifics. What I will say is the list of scores that I have seen, two of those scores are not accurate. They're not accurate at all. Um, and some of the reason could be for narrative purposes. The other reason is that they don't have context. So somebody could have gotten a list of very early scores. One of the athletes on that particular list I know um, had a difficult time making his way to the All-Star game. Things were delayed. Uh, He was in high demand. He was hungry, tired. It was 11 p.m., didn't want to do what he was frustrated. We administered the test because we're asked to. Uh, we knew at that point in time, hey, we're gonna we'll get you again. We'll get you at your at your pro day, your thirty visit. We did that, and his score is significantly higher than what is being reported in the media. Okay, so I'm just Stroud. saying that. I'm not saying that it was CJ Stroud. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 I'm saying Got just it. that for context purposes, the scores <laughs> that were leaked. There are a couple of them that are that are inaccurate, and there needs to be context behind that. Okay, which we appreciate that piece of information. So McAfee trying to add in stuff people might be thinking. So okay, messy. Okay, so that's Stroud you're talking about, so right? So messy. At least the guy didn't didn't admit that there. Yeah, that is bizarre. So two saying two of them are completely not accurate. Now, when you do that, and one of the guys in the leak had an 18, that feels so extreme. Yeah. And if you're telling us a story. Like you just told us, right, about travel and this. And you can see if a guy's literally going through it where it's like you're administering the test because you have to, all right, well, then he may be totally just blowing the test off. You know what I mean? Like not that he didn't take it, but that he's just sitting there probably rolling his eyes thinking, really? Okay, whoever it was. Right. But when you have a report of an 18 and you have that story to go along with it, a lot of people are going to think that that was Stroud. And then later there's a version of that test that Stroud scored better on or just scored differently on. Especially draft week, Chad. Like, it's coming out now right? that he has an eight, 18. That's very sketchy to me. Yeah, I keep telling you, these Alabama fans are crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, they, I, I hear you. They are calling weird people all the time. But, you know, I... It's nuts to think that this is going on and this will always happen as long as drafts are going to keep, you know, going on. There are always going to be leaks and there's going to be guys just nitpicking at every position because each position is so important. Each position matters so much to where your franchise is going to be in the next five to ten years, et cetera. Yep. And, hey, 
I get it. And I hear, oh boy, you hear Brandon Alley talk about, yo, we talked about it with our lawyers too. There's things that we can't say to yeah. save our own end. We can't talk specifics. Yeah, we can't talk right. specifics. I'm going to let you know that this test that we got thrown out, it ain't no fluke, but there's some of these reports on some of these scores that are fluky. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he did a pretty good job of trying to cover, you know, kind of cover their backside a little bit. And the most important thing is, not that we know this stuff. It is that all NFL teams have this information if they need it. If there's something weird on whether it's Stroud or anybody else, let's say Stroud and Levis. Now Levis supposedly got a what ninety three on the leak. Yeah, something like that. So there may not be anything weird about something like that, but let's say there's another low test and and, and you're you want that question answered, you can get that question answered. You can reach out to the player, you can talk to the agent or, or whatever. So hopefully, uh, if there's something to clear uh, clear up with CJ Stroud, they figure that out. But that is an interesting piece of sound. It really is going to make a lot of people think that he's describing Stroud, right? As he goes into that discussion, and McAfee did not help by adding, "Okay, so we're talking about Stroud." Stroud is what you're talking about. Yeah. Somebody could edit what we what you just played and make it, and then just cut off the guy denying it, and that becomes the story. Yeah, Hendon Hooker, he scored around a 47 percent. So for a guy who's already, you know, he's he's getting looks, but would it be different if he didn't have that ACL injury? Right. You know, and oh, man, to he- have this thrown at you. I know people around his camp don't like that one bit. Yeah, I think everybody from Knoxville to Kansas City and the draft will tell you that it would be a different discussion if Hooker's involved in all this too. If everything we've been talking about with Levis, Stroud, the two guys at the or sorry, the two guys at the top, we we thought were at the top, and then Levis and then Richardson, and then if you added in Hooker, oh my goodness. That'd be a wild discussion with quarterbacks. Yeah, whoever takes Hooker, how patient are you willing to be? Because we already hear, you know, word on the street in Tennessee, they're already done with Malik Willis. Just like that. Yeah. And the way that they were using him last year, it makes a lot of sense because they used him like they had zero confidence in him. No, you're right. No, they did not utilize him well at all. Two teams I'm interested in of are you willing to take the young guy and then bring him along slowly, Tennessee and Seattle. Because if Seattle gets the right guy, there's thoughts that maybe they would think about that early pick, that five pick. If somebody's there that they like, do you take him and like let Richardson? People have been and let Geno right, let Geno Smith bring him along, finish up your career, learn from him, and then you take over. Or later they pick twenty. I think Seattle's got another pick. Wow. So someone's thinking, well, if is there is there somebody there? And maybe Hooker is a guy. Again, bring it along. There's a team that could afford to do it. They love Geno Smith with what he showed him last year. Would you go get Hooker, let him get better, wilder? And then it'd be an obvious. It would be like this obvious red shirt situation where you're like, well, he's hurt. Obviously, he's not playing. Give Geno all the focus he needs, yet you learn from it. That's something to look at later on at number 20. That's when That's when I think the Hooker discussion maybe comes up. Yeah, if you're Seattle right now and you are the seventh seed, what are you, seventh seed, sixth seed, in the playoffs, because San Francisco was two. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they're right there, because it's hard to say Geno Smith is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. I don't know if I could really say that right. with a straight face. But talent-wise, you know, w- picking up Walker last year at the running back position, having that good uh, – his name is skipping me right now, but the good cornerback that went second place. Kenneth uh, Walker. Kenneth, oh, w- Walton? Walton. Yeah. Yeah, their defense was solid. They had yeah. a pretty good year. And what Geno did with Pete Carroll, it was pretty impressive with the 
I guess, lack of talent that they have all around. We know DK Metcalf is still there, Lockett, et cetera. But at number five, being a playoff team this past year, would bringing a quarterback in be the right move? Like, wouldn't you want to bring in somebody that could play right away, that could help you maybe get over the hump? Because, again, Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC. Tom Brady retired. We know that. The main attraction is Philly, then San Fran, Dallas. After that, who? Yeah. Who, who really? So if you're Seattle, the Seahawks, you're looking at this draft of, okay, now maybe we don't necessarily need a quarterback this early. Now moving on at 20, whoever's there, right. Hendon Hooker, maybe, I don't know. But I, with what the NFC is right now, if I were Seattle, quarterback would be the last thing on my mind. There's a lot of things going on, obviously, with the draft. We're two days away. Uh, we'll see what the latest rumors say, the latest uh, things out there. If that crazy uh, anonymous post that was thrown out there is at all true that Levis might be considered at number one, that could really shake some things up at the top of the draft. But we'll keep our eyes on uh, all those stories. Two days away from the draft. Remember, get out to your favorite Pluckers location. A horn personality will be out at all the Pluckers locations running that draft party. You get out there, sign up to pick for whichever team you want, and then if you get the pick right... You get a special for the entire room. It's going to be fun. Texans fans, Cowboys fans, Longhorn fans all have reason to really care about that first round. So we're excited about getting out there on Thursday. Yeah, uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, get out there quick because everybody wants to pick that Cowboys Oh, pick. sure. And now, you know what? Everybody wants to do it until they realize how late at night it'll be for the That's what I was about 26. to say. You yeah. better realize you better be ready to stay there for a while because that 26 pick ain't going to be a little late. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say now. I bet you it's ten or later yeah. for sure. Right on twenty six, that takes a while. Uh, that usually la- we we're usually there at about ten thirty or eleven o'clock on Thursday night. So get ready to uh, to go the long haul. Now, if you're a Texans fan, show up super early because that's two and twelve, uh, and then they will be uh, they will be done barring some trades. All right, Zay. So we talked about last night in the NBA, Jimmy Butler going historically crazy with fifty six. What a performance! They win. They're up three one. Lakers go up three one behind LeBron's twenty two twenty and seven. LeBron's never had a 2020 game, ever, ever. Regular season, postseason, anything. He's never had 20 rebounds in a game. I thought that was crazy. So tonight, we can hope for something like that. I don't know if we'll get it, but it's interesting. Three home teams have a chance to close the door. Three home teams have a chance to win in five. Boston, up 3-1. Denver, up 3-1. Phoenix, up 3-1. Do you think everybody closes the door tonight? Or do you see one of these road teams jumping up? Uh, I think they all close it out. You know, you look at Boston, DeJounte Murray, he did get suspended for shoulder bumping the referee. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, it's just a classless act. You can't do that. I don't care how mad you are. You got to understand the bigger picture. Especially if we got video. Yeah. If you got clear video, there's not much you can do. Yeah, you're not going to win the series. We all know that. But you've won a game. You could at least make it interesting. And now Trey Young, he's all about himself when it comes to the ball handling duties going back to Beantown. So the Celtics, they're definitely going to take care of business. Looking at the Phoenix Suns-Clippers matchup. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. Phoenix is finally starting to get their rhythm. Now Chris Paul's starting to get in the mix. He had an amazing fourth quarter in game four where he had 12 out of his 19 points. He was getting to the rim. He was knocking down that mid-range jumper. He hit a crazy, stupid 
a corner shot with the shot clock going down. And, you know, Chris Paul, if he could give them that with all the attention being on Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, Chris Paul is going to be able to be open a lot of the time. So is DeAndre Ayton. So both of those guys, they're going to be huge to the Phoenix Suns' success as the Suns try to move forward in this playoff. So, yeah, I love the way Russell Westbrook's been playing along with Norman Powell. But, again, no Kawhi, no PG. Suns are going to take care of it in five. And then the Nuggets and the Timberwolves, you know, Anthony Edwards. I'm a huge Anthony Edwards critic from him being the number one pick. Sometimes he shows a lot of immaturity and stuff, but he showed me some this playoffs, this whole run. We talked about him in the playing game. He was terrible against the Lakers. And then they move on and they have to play against Oklahoma City just to make it as an eighth seed. Well, he came to play. And Carl Anthony Towns, you know, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, all those guys have been struggling in this Denver series where Anthony Edwards, he's been really good. Yeah. Really Is that good. why they won game four? Cause... Yeah, because he stepped up okay. and dominated that game. And after game three, just talk about his maturity has, you know, stepped up. After game three, they lost, and we know the record. If you go down 0-3, you have no chance of winning. But he was still in the locker room pumping guys up, saying, hey, don't keep your head down. It's not the best of three. It's the best of four. You know, this is a 21-year-old guy letting mm. his team know that. So that showed me something. And even though I'm not picking them to win tonight, moving forward, if you're a Timberwolves fan, you got to love that from your young superstar. But Jamal Murray, he's finally getting back to that bubble Murray. He's getting to that, you know, smooth groove, mm-hmm. step-back jumpers, him at 6'5", being a point guard. He's a matchup nightmare. And, you know, Nikola Jokic, both of them, they just have really good chemistry when they do that two-man game, that pick-and-roll, dribble handoff at the top of the key. You got guys like Michael Porter Jr., who's one of the best shooters at his size at 6'10". He's starting to do a lot better uh, for for the Nuggets defensively, they bring in both Browns, Christian Brown, the rookie from Kansas, Bruce Brown, they, that guy, he gives them a lot of life. And then Aaron Gordon might be the X factor to that team, one of the most underrated players this season, a guy that was picked high in the draft when he was coming out of Arizona for the Magic. He's been huge for the Nuggets this year. And, you know, both of these teams, you look at the Suns and the Nuggets that's going to be the next round matchup. So they're looking at each other saying, let's take care of business so we can rest, getting prepared for the next matchup, which should be a very good one between the Suns and the Nuggets. Yep, it's a good call. I just checked the bracket, and I was about to say the same thing. You just can't help but notice that. In one, if you're Denver, knowing what's going on with that Clippers team, you got to know Phoenix is about to close the door. So why would you put extra miles on your guys? You gotta you gotta stop that tonight, and then the same thing for Phoenix. They know they're really getting tested in the next round. We're really gonna find out if Phoenix is for real against Denver. We didn't find it out against the Clippers, but if either one of them slips tonight, that is a huge advantage for the other. If you can just finish it at home, not don't no extra plane ride, you know you minimize all of that. Three home teams trying to finish tonight, and heck, Boston. Who does Boston play in the next round? Um, they go. Oh, it's Philly. They're, they're already waiting on them. Right. They've already swept. So extra important that they win. Home crowds, home teams, home coaches, no excuses tonight. Yeah, and Philly, word on the street, Joel Embiid will not be 100% when game one starts in the second round. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw that he got hurt. Yeah, so. Me? 
Yeah, knee. I feel like a back too. He's dealing with both. What 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 is going on? Like, what can't we get it up? This is this is why I'm big on load management. I know oh, little Jimmy can't see his favorite player play on Game 62. We've been waiting for tickets all year long. I get it. That's trash. I feel bad yeah. for little Jimmy too. But. Where it's we're focusing on the playoffs. Like I think in the twenty twenty four season they're gonna have a mid season tournament oh, just to grief. have more like European well, style, which is gonna be a joke. I won't be watching. Y'all know how big of a basketball fan I am. Yeah. I'll be locked into college football and NFL by that time. But yeah, man, I, I'm all about load management because any two game season playing basketball on this hardwood, it's tough for the body. It's hard yeah. to be ready once May and April come around. And I get that theory, but I also, like, there's this little voice inside my head thinking, okay, I know there were injuries when I was growing up. Was it like this? Was it like this? Could there be an argument for, like, scar tissue? Could there be an argument for that's how you get yourself in shape for the long haul is not having all the load management? That's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. I mean, if you go back and look at the 1991 finals, James Wordy and Byron Scott didn't play games three, four, and five. Yeah. You're right. You know, and so, Magic was banged up in the series. Yeah, Magic was banged up. Yeah. Scotty was pressuring him full court and stuff. And Magic's like, dang, big game. Oh, wait, you're on the bench. I can't even look for you. You're a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I, I kind of need your help going against Pippen and Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been happening for years. It has. Man. It just Isaiah Thomas hurting his ankle in 88 yeah, when he went crazy against the Lakers. You know, it, I guess it, it's, it always happens. Yeah, it's just maybe it, it's because it's so many key guys right now. You just feel like it's the last guy a team needs to lose, and there's like six to eight of them right yeah. now, so it kind of sucks. Like in the 2004 finals, like Carl Malone was injured. Luke Walton was getting a ton of clock going against the Pistons. Luke freaking Walton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. Tayshawn Prince and, you know, She Wallace, they were licking their chops <laughs> going to work on Luke Walton. That's fair. That is fair. We'll see how the injuries play in tonight where Kawhi is definitely out for the Clippers. You heard Zay talk about the Murray suspension affecting that game with Atlanta and Boston, and then Minnesota and Denver is the other game. TNT for the Boston and Phoenix games, and in the middle, the NBA TV treatment goes to Minnesota and Denver. But they'll stagger it a little bit, 6.30, 8 o'clock, and 9. So you're going to have basketball on throughout the night tonight if you want to check it out. Up next, Why Today Matters on this April 25th. We will tell you what's going on two days from the draft. Big monster birthday in the world of Hollywood, plus a man that needs to get his Hall of Fame jacket has a birthday today. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. Rolling through a Tuesday show. I'm going to go with not Limp Biscuit on this one. Like that, man. It's like that. Do I have any shot here? Um, no, but this is a classic group. A classic group. All right, just from the feel of it, I have a guess that you'll probably laugh at. Ready? De La Soul. Very close. Oh! Might be, I'm not laughing. That might be as close as you could be without actually getting it right. All right, well, who is it? A Tribe Called Quest. Oh, darn it. This I, is... A- this is one I got to get into. I got to not not this particular song necessarily, but they keep coming up and I've listened to I want to say I listened to like 
five or six tracks on a Tribe album one time. Am I allowed to say it that way? A Tribe album? Yeah. Um, and I know you've told me there's, is there one specific? It's their first album you told me to listen no, to? No, the second one, A Low End Theory. Low, Ni- 1991. Low End Theory? Low End Theory. That's okay. what like made them legendary. Man. And then the next album, Midnight Marauders. That's another classic too. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, so a tribe called Quest and De La Soul were very tight. Okay. Q tips and- on multiple songs for De La Soul. They were kind of in this huge clique called Native Tongues with like Jungle Brothers, another group. Now they're all New York. They're all New York. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Queen Latifah was a part of that group. Uh, so uh, it, okay. it was just a different vibe of hip hop that all of those people were very comfortable with like you know nwa was so popular so a tribe called quest was a different type of breath of fresh air along mm-hmm. with de la soul and jungle brothers etc and yeah all those groups were really tight and close growing up kind of telling the urban stories a different way yeah yeah exactly uh somebody t- typed in low end theory as you were saying Yo, man, so yeah so good all right gotta check that out all right uh a lot of good stuff today we are going to skip the album swap discussion this week because it is we normally do it on thursdays and thursdays will be all about the draft and all the latest rumors by then will levis will probably be rumored to be the new commissioner of the nfl who knows ah. Uh, and C.J. Stroud will be rumored to have scored a four on the cognitive test. He's already a bust, Chad. Or a 99 on the test, depending C. on C.J. Stroud's already a bust. Yeah, depending on who leaks everything. Who knows? Maybe Bijan goes number one. Maybe Carolina freaks everybody out and takes Bijan. Well, you never can tell. Uh, we'll be talking about all that over the next couple days. By the way, uh, speaking of the draft, tomorrow... At 1230, we're going to add an extra guest. We're going to try to get our normal guests on Wednesdays. 105, we talked to Justin Wells of Inside Texas. And at 205, Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Obviously, a lot of Longhorn stuff to get into this week. The good men's basketball news, bad baseball news, football always on the brain. But tomorrow at 1230, we'll talk some draft on a national level. Joe DeLeon, who's joined the show before from Believe in NFL Draft Prospects, will join us. We'll get a national perspective on Cowboys at 26, Texans with those two picks earlier, and where will Bijan Robinson go? Um, we got his thoughts on Bijan the last time we spoke with him, but now that we're you know closing in, I want to know what he's hearing. I want to know what he's hearing about uh, not only Bijan's talents, but then all this mess at the top. What is going on with picks one, two, three, with the Texans, the different quarterbacks, which teams like which guys? And, uh, and all that. So we'll dig into that tomorrow at 1230. Right now, let's go Why Today Matters. we got some monster birthdays to discuss today on April 25. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, uh, Zay, real quick. Somebody just texted PM Dawn for some reason. Can you tell me why? PM Dawn? Like they were hearing a discussion of a tribe called Quest, and then you said where PM Dawn's a different group. I have, right? yeah, I don't. They might be in Native Tongues too. I don't know. Okay, there are a lot of people in the right. Native Tongues crew. PM. So I might be off on exactly who I know. Jungle Brothers, Queen Latifah, Tribe, and De La Soul. I know there were more, but they might be telling me that. Let me see if I can do this. Wasn't PM Dawn set adrift on Memory Bliss? Wasn't that PM Dawn? <laughs> I don't know. Look that up. I think it was a song. I don't know if it's an album or a song. Set Adrift on Memory Bliss. Yeah, that's that's a song. Called? Come uh-huh. on now. 
The dude with the big head with the glasses. Yeah. PM Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I don't know why. Music is so bizarre. It'll just stick in your head that way. Yeah, that. I did that, and I couldn't come up with Pat Benatar earlier. So come on. What are you going to do? All right. So uh, a lot of big birthdays today. Let me start with Al Pacino. Pacino's 83 today. Goat. Big time stuff. You got an Al Pacino movie that's a go-to for you? Scarface. Not even close. Okay. Scarface is I think something. I, I think my black card would get revoked if I didn't say Scarface. Oh, I see. It's you're required. Yeah, like every black person loves him. Scar- now, I don't know why. Now, this dude dies. Do you He's ha- sleazy. He kills his homie because he was with his sister. Do you ha- interesting. Do you have to also be into hip-hop? Because I feel like there's a big connection with the hip hop world yeah. and Scarface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Cuban links, like right. mafioso rap. Raekwon had a lot of mm-hmm. different scenes of Scarface on that album. So yeah, absolutely. Scarface is uh, he. Scarface is a very like over the top uh, Pacino, but it is it's a great movie. I would highly recommend that if you haven't seen Scarface. If you're into that kind of movie, uh, I'll always recommend Godfather, the yeah. original Godfather. He is brilliant in that movie. He's great in the other Godfathers as well. But I love him in Godfather One because he's understated Pacino. That might be my favorite Al Pacino performance, just because it's so it's so lightly done. But he's He's still him. I mean, he's still a badass, but he doesn't go way over the top. Right. I love that performance of his. Another one for me, Chad. Heat. I still haven't seen Heat. Yo, you're tripping. I know. I still haven't seen it. Kilmer, De Niro, De Niro, and him. I know. Oh, Every time Chad. it comes up, I know. Everybody says Heat. I still need to see it. I've not seen Heat. I've got to see that one. I love Sin of a Woman. Kind of on a different different angle for him. Got uh-huh. him some Oscar love. But I, I, oh, I love that performance that he pulls off there. Uh, Pacino is, uh, yeah, Pacino's big time, man. Uh, now, him as Paterno, not his best moment. Yeah. Joe Paterno, Al Pacino. Uh, I was thinking Joe Paterno was going to whack one of his players the whole movie. All, all, I kept, <laughs> all I kept thinking watching that was, man, I bet Joe Paterno would be thrilled Al Pacino <laughs> played him. Al Pacino's 20 times better looking than Joe Paterno ever hoped to be. That's just that's insulting almost to cast him in that role. Yo, he's he's a G in any given Sunday, too. I think that's one of his underrated he's pretty good, roles yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's good there. He's good there. Happy birthday to Al Pacino. All right, let's get to my beef as a Cowboys fan. Y'all know where I'm going if you're a Cowboys fan. 54 today for Darren Woodson. What is the holdup? What is the problem? Did we not have we not gotten a man sized yet for the jacket? He is a legend. He should be. He was the second Cowboys defensive player from the 90s put in the ring of honor. He is a three-time Super Bowl champion and pro bowler and all pro and all of this stuff. He it was elite at what he did. And I don't get it, Zay. Why has he? I think he first became eligible in like 08 or 2011 or whatever the year was. And they still haven't put him in. Yeah, did he MAU Doka Roger Goodell's sister or something? <laughs> like, what is going on? This is ridiculous. We should make the Udoka thing a verb now. Did he Udoka? <laughs> did he Udoka that office? I just, yeah, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Could hit, could cover, did it all. Dude, he was did it all. such a badass. Now, you may be a little young. Do you remember the old school? Because I don't even remember him playing in college. Hell no. Arizona State. Wow. Yeah, he was out there. And I've seen quotes of Darren Woodson over the years. Jerry and others have talked about him. Like, you want to talk about the best example of, like, pure class, pure leader, everybody worship the guy, work hard, all that? Darren Woodson. Darren Woodson's the guy. 
Everybody remember that big controversy that Darren? Yep, me either. <laughs> Not Darren Woodson, there, man. A time when there's a lot of controversy going on yeah. in Dallas. Oh, man. yeah. Thank God he didn't have controversy because yeah. they had enough to go around. Happy birthday to Darren Woodson today. Also in the 54 Club today, Joe Buck, the legendary broadcaster 54. I know a lot of you hate him just because you think you're supposed to. Do whatever you need to do. Monday Night Football's Joe Buck. And one of uh, Texas's own, Zay, one of your Longhorn sisters, Renee Zellweger, is 54 years old today. Oh, Born- Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones. Born in Katy, Texas. Went to UT. Legendary Texan. I love her. I do, too. I love her. Yeah. You know, she, Bridget Jones. That's a little rom-com that I could watch with my wife. You can deal with it? Yeah, I could deal with I've it. I've never seen those movies. Yeah. They're you good? You answer that? Not bad. Okay. Not bad. I mean, if I were to watch a rom-com, mm-hmm. I would go with that. you go there? I would go with that, yeah. Okay. Now... One of my favorite movies, Me, Myself, and Irene. She is good in that. Jim Carrey. I have seen that one. She's amazing. I'm a big Jim Carrey fan, so I did peek in on that one. I was at way after it came out, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Not my my favorite Jim Carrey, but she is good in that. I think they were dating at the time, so it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. She's so one. Yeah, she's really, really good. She's part of what kind of makes Jerry Maguire livable for me. I don't love that movie. She kind of helps that one along. You had me at hello. She and Cuba Gooding Jr. really helped that movie. Mm -hmm. and, And obviously, Cruz is always. Cruise, you're gonna, you know what you're getting there. That movie, in in its basic parts, but it all it came together to where I'll still watch big hunks of Jerry Maguire. I don't know what that says about me because it's kind of a, it's kind of a, not kind of, it's a rom com disguised as a sports movie, right? So yeah, but I'll watch it. I'll watch it. That's good. Little Rob Tidwell. That's not bad. Get up, Rod. Get up, Rod. Regina King is the wife. Oh, she's brilliant. I love me some Regina King. She's yeah. also what brings me into that movie. Oh, when she's sitting there watching that and crying on the phone, tell me, Jake, tell yeah. me he's going to get up, Jerry. Oh, that gets me every time. All right, happy birthday to all those folks. Also, Tim Duncan, for you Spurs freaks, is 47 years old today. Zay, all-time basketball team. Is Tim Duncan on your bench, or is he in your starting five? Or is he even oh, on the team? man. Tim Duncan, for me, might be on the G League squad. <gasps> All time? All time. Okay, who's your starting four? My starting four. Jordan, Braun, Hakeem, Shaq. That's the four. Okay, I meant that Five. as an actual forward, like your starting, oh, starting forward. Four. Oh, you said Like if oh, you're going to go traditional. Man. Right. Four man. If you're going to go traditional Ooh. and you're going to start a four. Uh, All time. Power forward. Then if it's not Tim, who is it? Dirk. Ooh. I love Dirk. Well, you're not going to get an argument out of me. <laughs> I love Dirk. Who, I know that's not the right pick, but. And who's your backup? KG. <laughs> Spurs fans just. I'm Spurs, not pop. Spurs, Spurs fans are turning radios I'm off. I'm not pop, Spurs fans. Everywhere. I'm not going to get the best out of Timmy that Greg Popovich did. Oh, now that's an interesting theory. I'm not pop. I hadn't thought I'm of I'm not pop. So you I need him to be a little pop, freakier than pop Tim. Pop is one of the greatest. Okay. Him and Phil Jackson, which Phil Jackson's been saying some wild stuff lately. I'm going to let him slide. He's talking about his coaching here. But I'm giving Pop more credit than a lot of people do. I am not. If Tim Duncan's on my team, I'm not going to get the best out of Timmy that Pop did. Sorry. 
Sorry, Spurs fans, you might hate me for that, but y'all need to look at y'all's coach and say he's the reason why he's a basketball genius. See, that is such a brilliant way to construct that question because only you, only you, Zay, the basketball fan, player, referee, and son of a coach would hear that question and go, well, that means I'm coaching them. So I wouldn't get as much out of Tim. I'm going to need two freaks at the four, so I'm going Dirk and KG. That's a brilliant answer. I've never heard anybody do that. Yo. Knowing your own limitations. That's what I'm saying. That's something I never would have thought of, so bravo to you. Knowing what you can and can't do and knowing that Dirk and KG would be better choices for you. Yeah, I could just throw Dirk and KG out the court and say, yo, y'all go get me buckets, man. Y'all go do what y'all do best. I don't have to write many plays, this and that. I'm not saying you can't do that with Timmy, but I've never seen Timmy without Greg Popovich. Ever. (laughs) Ever. Never seen it. The only time I saw it was in that 2004 USA where Larry Brown was the head coach, and Uh, Timmy didn't win gold. They did it. They lost to Ginobili in them. (laughs) So yeah. uh, I think you lost us at least one fan that says I'm done with this show after that insane comment. <laughs> Dirk and KG, come on, man. <laughs> oh, try to calm down, Spurs fans. I did not intend for that to happen when I said happy birthday to Tim Duncan. How about that? The Mavericks fan tried to say happy birthday to Tim Duncan, and Zay goes after Tim Duncan. I didn't mean to do that. Hey, respect pop. That's all I'm saying. Man, they're going to think we set that up, but I didn't even know you were going to say Dirk. I tried to not smile, but it didn't happen. Yo, that fadeaway jumper. Because I wouldn't do that. I'm a Mavs fan. I don't think I'd make that choice. The fadeaway one-legged jumper. I could watch that all day. It was a pretty shot. It made no sense. Still it made no sense. sense. Yeah, that's why I could watch it. So you're just shots. Tim Duncan's boring-ass bank shot? Oh, here we go. Or Dirk's fadeaway one-legger. Which one would you rather watch? You're just discussing optics now, I'm just right? saying. What's prettier to watch? <laughs> What's prettier to watch? I'm sitting in the park. I'm watching people play one-on-one. Which shot is prettier? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I w- it is the w- I think I still think the Dirk thing is one of the most bizarrely unique things I've ever seen in basketball. A seven footer who is most comfortable shooting a one legged fall away jump shot. Ridiculous. He's the only one I've ever seen. Like Dirk, you're seven foot. You're tall enough to just shoot a normal shot. He's he is such a unicorn in that way. Because there's been other seven-footers. There's been other jump shots. There's been other fallaways. There's been other one-footers. Not all of it together, though. Yeah. It's the weirdest idea for your favorite shot ever to me. All right, well, that's why today matters on this April 25th. Coming up, we'll get you stems and seeds. A couple of crazy notes from uh, the football world uh, that happened during the show. If you're just jumping in, we will get you uh, that crazy Will Levis story and a couple other things, and we'll get you off to Ball Don't Lie and set you up for your Tuesday evening. Don't move. It's when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A horn. It's the blackout. Rory got the back out showing my black Chad and Zay. Glass house started in the crack house. Obama went the back route. Kill Ben Lad, another four up in the black house. Still got the max out. Pull a mask down like a mascot. Still trick with me. 
Oh, it's a great start. That's, we're just jumping right in. We're not messing around with lyrics here. We're getting right into it on a Tuesday. I do not recognize it, though, Zay. Should I know this? No, you shouldn't. Okay. This is Pusher T, one half of the clips, okay. featuring Tyler, the creator, Trouble on My Mind. Pusher T. Is that a full pusher with an ER? No, pusher. 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 Pusher T. Pusher T. Sold a lot of cocaine growing up. Oh. That's what pusher means. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, what part of the world are they from? Virginia. Oh, okay. Interesting. I like it. It's a good rough sound. I like that. Yeah, push your ticket go. Like that, uh, what do you call it? a little bit of a distorted, a bit of that distorted sound, a little angrier. I like it. Push a T, a tribe called Quest, Blondie, Limp Biscuit, Pat Benatar, and Wham. Now that's a festival I would go to. Plus a Biggie beat to start the hour. So if I can get Biggie to that show as well back in the day, that would have been excellent. That would have been a great show to see. All right. Uh, a lot of good stuff on the board today. Thank you for joining us. We had Haley Sutton on from the Cowboys earlier. Uh, you can check that one out at hornfm.com once we get uh, things posted there. We may separate that interview for you a little later on. Haley was really good today breaking down Cowboys stuff, so we may do that later on this evening. Keep a lookout for that. Also, Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge and Texas Baseball trying to bounce back from what the Sooners did to them. 6.30 is the start time, 6.15 pregame. Maybe take a poncho with you out to the dish. We hope the rain stays away. Yeah. All right. This bounce back win, baby. Yeah, they do, man. And I kind of feel sorry for what Texas Southern may be about to receive because you think they're going to be the ones that get maybe a lot of that anger that Coach Pierce is trying to get into his players. We'll see. Uh, All right, let's go uh, stems and seeds here. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Com. Uh, a football story kind of developing during the show, this Will Levis thing. Odds changed on Will Levis being the top pick in the draft because a weird anonymous Reddit post went out saying he's going to be the first pick, saying Carolina is going to pick him first. Yeah, so odds did change at multiple places today. Keep an eye on that. Uh, also, I'm reading today, continuing to read, Texans fans, that your team is not taking a quarterback. Not just Stroud, not taking a quarterback at two. But, Zay, I got to wonder, if Will Levis goes surprise at number one, are the Texans still not taking a quarterback? I don't know. I mean, again, their new head coach is a defensive guy. And when you see Tyree Wilson getting so much love and Will Anderson getting so much love, you can see them going that route. And then you got two teams in their division reportedly interested in quarterbacks. We know the Colts are, and supposedly Tennessee is as well. Do they care so little about quarterbacks in this draft that D'Amico Ryans will let one of his rivals, division rivals, jump them or take that spot from them to go get a quarterback that could then start whipping their ass? Yeah, because are you going to take again for a Drake May, maybe, or a Caleb Williams? Is it worth not getting a quarterback to wait for those guys? <laughs> I don't know. Or even Quinn yours. Well, maybe, right? Depending De- on what we see from Quinn this Depending season. Depending on the year. Maybe he factors into that discussion. That's 
Yeah, that's great. Heck, if May's in the discussion right now, Quinn Ewers has a shot to get in that discussion. Definitely. Depending on what happens this season, I think a lot of guys would. Uh, just a wild story there. Keep your eyes on it. Uh, we told you Rockets fans, you're getting Ime Adoka as your head coach. There's a wild story today. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers as a New York Jet still trying to figure all that out. Ball don't lie coming up. Then Texas baseball. We'll be back tomorrow. The draft expert at 1230, our normal guest in a Wednesday show as well. Stay safe. Stay dry. See ya.